Hey, Brenton. Hey, Matt. Should we take the stairs or should we take the elevator? I bet you'll take the stairs to the 75th floor. I bet I probably will take the stairs to the 75th floor. We see a lot of homes and obviously San Francisco is hilly and somewhat dense. And in a lot of neighborhoods, it's it's wood framed and, you know, three to five stories. And we just we take those stairs. It's a lot of stairs on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or, or a weekend when we're touring. But there are obviously bigger, taller buildings with elevators. And uh, as a Which little is kryptonite for Matt, right? As as a little person, as a little boy, I was not a fan of elevators. And you're still not as a little adult. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm, you know, perhaps a little less irrational about them. But San Francisco has a, a wide variety of, of interesting elevators that we've been in over the years. Um, I love your first personal favorite elevator stories. So let's start there. Your favorite elevators. Buena Vista. Yes. So the big pink building on the hill by Buena Vista Park, um, Park is Hill. Park Hill Condos. It used to be a hospital, and any fans of Alfred Hitchcock movies will recognize it as the place that Jimmy Stewart went um, in the movie Vertigo. And um, yeah, so a little piece of San Francisco history there is now um, a condo building. And when the first time I went in that building, I I thought, why are these elevators so long and skinny? And it's because it used to be a hospital. They had to fit stretchers. Those are some, I mean, industrial grade elevators, to say the least. Like you get in there and you, you know that elevator is not messing around. And it's almost like, why? Right. Like you get in there and if you don't know the history of the building, you're like, why is this elevator so aggressively serious engineered? Like it could take 20,000 pounds to the roof. And it's like, well, because it can. (laughs) (laughs) Or down to the morgue. Or down to the morgue, exactly. So it's always kind of fun when you're in the elevators in that building. You're like, hmm, was once a hospital. There were once stretchers with people in various states of life right here where I am at this very moment. It's a true story. Very true story. I like the fast elevators. I like the elevators that make uh, my ears pop. So one rink on hill. Uh, Millennium That's one Tower. of the fastest. Yes, I think um, their claim to fame or one of their like things when they opened was the speed of their elevators. Um, and I don't know that anyone has picked an argument with them since then. It'll be interesting to see uh, 181 Fremont. Those should be some fairly quick elevators. And I'm sure they will be more luxurious than the last elevator ride we had at that building. <laughs> on, the, on the people lifter, or as they call it, unfortunately, they call it the man lifter. It's the the construction elevator that is strapped to the outside of the building. Strapped being the operative word. And when you're on it, you're like, you know, I'm I'm sure it's safe because otherwise they wouldn't just let us on it. But, you know, you feel alive. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's a little less margin for error. Yeah. And you timed it top to bottom, wasn't it? Like three minutes or two and a half minutes or something? I think it was in like the two and a half to three, you know, because we stopped a couple times along the way. So... Right. But I guess we had the the, the down was was uh, nonstop. Right. So, yeah, that was a fun one. Um, but I also have a, a, a sweet spot for like the really, really old elevators. The ones where you crank the accordion grate type thing. Exactly. And I think my favorite one, uh, which is kind of a la your Park Hill, 
um, from this genre of elevator would be the one over in the Mission uh, at the Loss on York. That has oh, that I love that one. Humongous old uh, freight elevator, you know, with the exposed beam floor and you know the. I mean, it's massive. Um, it's what probably like ten by ten, twelve by twelve. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. I'd say at least twelve by twelve, which makes it larger than most San Francisco bedrooms. This uh, in new construction, that would be a two bedroom it's, these days. <laughs> So they could just make it a really slow elevator, and then it could be like a studio for sale that just moves up and down. It's and, a movable studio. Right. And yes, you would have to share your studio with people coming and going from the building at 24 hours a day, but I'm sure we could discount it by, what, 50 60% for that? Somebody. <laughs> You're an idea man, Matt. Um, there are, uh, then there are the elevators that are like not the brand new elevators, and they're not the really old kind of interesting, cool elevators. They're the elevators from the 1970s. That just make you cry. If I get in them, which I just tried to avoid. Well, anymore. they have, they, yeah, I mean, they're, they're small. They, they are small. They're kind of like the, the two by two. And there is nothing that is um, confidence inspiring about wood paneling. No. Right. <laughs> or the, um, the buttons that look like they were kind of, uh, like you, you can't even find those plastic buttons anymore, right? Like yeah. they fell off somebody's suit and they like glued them to the elevator door. Um, speaking of, ele- well, we're not quite speaking of elevators malfunctioning, but we're talking about the ones that don't inspire confidence. You remember when we were touring new construction about 15 years ago, 14 oh, years ago? How could I forget? And there were probably, I think there were 17 of us from the office on a tour of new construction buildings throughout the city. And the kind of interesting for our listeners, I think what's interesting about putting 17 realtors in an elevator at the same time is realtors are, we're a community of frenemies, right? We all get along, but we all compete. Um, So you've got 17 people in an elevator uh, that all get along, but also are all competitive uh, and comparing each other to each other kind of like all the time. So it's just a really interesting group. And then you close the doors and push the button and nothing happens. Including the door not opening. I th- No, I think we got stuck between floors, didn't we? We did. Like, I think we got close to, like, the next floor, but not close enough. So <laughs> we were stuck in an elevator with, I think it was, you know, 16 or 17 of us for about 45 minutes. And so uh, 45 minutes in an elevator with 17 people. How long does that feel like, Britain? <laughs> um, 15 minutes under, <laughs> underwater. Underwater. <laughs> Yeah, that was, um, people started to, people were trying to keep a good face on it, but after a while, there was a, there was an undercurrent of panic in that elevator. Yes, yes, there was. And um, the there was so much that was interesting to me. It was like a, a sociology experiment, uh, but it was the rest of the day because that was, uh, this was, I want to say Crescent Cove, Crescent Heights, Crescent Candlestick Point, somewhere down there. Um, and that was our first or second stop of the day. And then we had all of these Soma and South Beach buildings that we were hitting after that. And of course, they're all elevator buildings and there's just as many of us, um, you know, but every time the elevator doors would open the rest of the day, we're all kind of looking at each other like you go first. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get Mikey. He'll, he'll do anything. You try this elevator and tell me what you think of the finishes and then we'll talk. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, and elevant elevator time is also just kind of this very interesting time. I mean, um, it's like a sociology experiment, right? You shut the doors, you've got this set amount of time. Uh, people are in a captive space. Like, what happens next? 
Yeah, and I mean, no one seems to like to talk on elevators. And if anybody does talk, they everyone can hear everything. So it's right, just, and then it becomes like public performance because you know everyone can hear everything. So it's almost like you're on a stage. Did I ever tell you about when my dad worked at CBS News? He knew Jules Bergman, who was the their national science editor, and they would um, travel on occasion and or be in the, the elevator in the building where they worked. And Jules was, um, he, he liked to try to tell dramatic stories that would, um, that he, he would get right to the end and the doors would open. <laughs> and walk and out leave, leave you hanging? And we're like, oh, how did that end? Oh, I like this guy's style. I want to try this now. Yeah. So. I'll ask my mom if she remembers any. Because <laughs> she, right, because she also worked there too. Or worth your dad. So yeah. she probably has some, some awesome elevator stories. Yeah, and he would, they, sometimes they would, this is, now I'm going off on a tangent here, but they would fly sometimes and he would start telling stories about planes crashing and he had this big booming voice and and he would try to scare people <laughs> he sounds like a lot of fun actually um one of the other things i always love to notice when we get in elevators is depending on the size of the building whether or not they have included a 13th floor that is yeah because obviously the building has a 13th floor if it's that tall it's just a question of you know what do we label it because of superstitions because of superstition right we go 12 14 um, which then kind of like offends my OCD because all of the rest of the floors are off. <laughs> well, at 181 Fremont, you know, they're missing 13 floors or roughly in the middle of it. I hope they, they find them. They go ground floor up to, I think it's 48. I could be, I don't have my, the numbers, maybe call it 45. Right. And then the next floor is the amenities floor, which I think is, is 54. 54. Yep. So, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe the number... What, I can't remember the exact numbers, but they're missing a yeah, dozen a, or so floors in the middle. It's this very non-consecutive thing. It's like you're going up, and then all of a sudden, whoa. Yeah. And it's not like those middle numbers are unlucky, to, to the best of our knowledge. They just they don't work for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of some other interesting things that have happened in, in elevators over the years. And um, it's always been interesting to watch uh, kind of on open house weekends. You'll see really aggressive agents try and corner uh, unsuspecting buyers in elevators, uh, which is kind of like uh, watching a lion uh, pursue uh it's, it's prey. It's prey across the African savanna. Um, because, yeah, you, you know, they've like these buyers are in there and they're stuck with this agent for, you know, 30, 45 seconds. Who's kind of like, you know, who brought you here? How long you've been looking? You know, why don't you work with me if we can make a deal today? Uh, if we could do a deal before these elevator doors open, would you like to work with me? And throw in the Ginsu knives and it's a deal, right? Right. And I mean, we know how we feel about high pressure. We don't like it. We don't like it at all we don't like it at all not even a little bit nope what is your least favorite elevator do you have one i don't think i have a least favorite elevator although the ones at um the ones at diamond heights are kind of a pain because they one elevator serves two buildings connected by a catwalk and say you're going to the top floor and you have heavy groceries or luggage or whatever, um, you have kind of a hike. And it could be pouring rain. 
um, because that catwalk is, it has a roof over it, but it gets windy in San Francisco in the rainy season. Yeah. So, I mean, that's more about the building than the elevator, but. Traversing through like the garages and catwalks and elevators of Diamond Heights Village is like, as I'm thinking about this, I wonder if there's a condo complex in this town that has more elevators than Diamond Heights Village. Yeah, there's so many buildings in that whole. So many buildings. Every single one of them has at least one elevator, you know, usually two. Um, yeah, I think, you know, not that we started out to figure out who has the most elevators, but I think they probably have the biggest elevator maintenance bill of anyone. I'm sure there might be some stuff kind of like, I'm going to have to think about this (gasps) A project. I love it. (laughs) Who has the most elevators? It's so unimportant. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tidbit. We have other things to do before that. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. So uh, we've never decided. Shall we take the stairs or the elevator? Um, If it's three or four floors, we can do the stairs. If it's more than that, elevator. Fair enough. Signing off. (laughs) 